Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. Yes, We know that that is redundant. That's kind of why it's funny. Maybe not really. Whatever. It means Greg Cosell is here to break down the tape like nobody's business. We'll get to Greg momentarily. Every week I've got like 30 things I send him. Hey, can we talk about this, 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 this? Because I need to know what the tape is showing him. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated Sportsbook app, kind of unbelievable, by the way, that once again, it's a Thursday. We got a game tonight, week four, I'll be there. Broncos and the Jets calling the game with Ian Eagle for Westwood One, looking forward to that. It also means that we're giving out more winners tomorrow. We'll have a spread the word winner, so if you haven't yet, please retweet at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod when we post anything related to any of our shows, or go ahead and like it on Instagram, like it on Facebook. I check them all. It means more than you know. It's a simple thing, but it helps quite a bit in terms of more people being able to see our posts. That's how their algorithms work. The more of you like it, the more other people actually see it. I will give a YouTube shout-out winner tomorrow to someone else that subscribes on YouTube. I mean, if nothing else, you can check out the highlight clips of all of our shows including this one, including Greg, for things that he said that I thought were especially interesting. And you get to see what my face actually looks like when I'm singing or saying, oh, yeah, it is. Uh, It's actually not real pleasant. So maybe you can just look at it, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and laugh at me. I don't care. I can laugh at myself. It's cool. Sponsor confirmation email winner as well. Only a couple entries, only a couple people so far that want the Madden code. And I don't even know if they told me whether they wanted the PS4 or the Xbox version, which eliminates you. I got to know, PS4 or Xbox, omahasteaks.com, code Tucker, or DraftKings Sportsbook app, code Ross. Just screenshot it, email me, ross at rosstucker.com. We're getting some more patrons, which is awesome. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Matthew Rhodes, shout out to Matthew Rhodes. Welcome to the family, Matthew. 
Uh, make sure you introduce yourself on our private Slack channel. we got a great group. They'll all be right there to welcome you in, find out more about you. It is our own little family that we love all year round, but especially during football season. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Every Thursday, 7.15 a.m. Eastern time. I know he's already been watching more tape for an hour this morning. <laughs> hour plus. You can check him out on Twitter, at Greg Cosell, so you know what Greg's up to always. He's been at NFL Films for 41 years. And a few weeks ago, we told the story of how the NFL matchup show came to be, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, Greg, a couple things. I want to start with tonight's game because obviously I'm going to be there. And so I like to just regurgitate things that you tell me and, and use them <laughs> as my own. No, but I, charity, I watched uh, I watched NFL Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Brett Rippon only had one drive against the Bucs, but he, right. looked good. he looked like he knew where he was going with the ball. He threw the ball, you know, quickly. He got It was accurate. So uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch that, but I guess I'm more curious – what did you think of Brett Rippon, who's starting his first game in the NFL tonight in college? Well, he was a four-year starter at Boise State, very good college player. But I think when you – and I studied him coming out. I looked at him actually in 2017 and 2018, a number of games. Um, I think he's sort of your, your typical quarterback that you look at and you say he's got arm strength limitations. Um, I think he's a somewhat limited passer. He's got less than ideal size. Uh, he needs help from the system. He must be precisely accurate. Things must be in timing and rhythm. He's not really a second reaction player. He's not immobile, but he's not a second reaction player. So I think when I watched his tape, I kind of saw him as a lower level NFL starter or a backup type. And I think that's the way the league saw him. And he's obviously getting a chance to play tonight, but I think that's ultimately the, what he is. You know, that's what I saw, Greg. I'm not a guru, but just watching that one series looks very bright and knew where to go with the ball always. Yep. And was accurate, but there were a couple of throws you could tell. He he doesn't exactly have a hose on him. No, no. And I re- you know, it's funny. Because he was a four year starter in college, I remember talking to a GM the year he came out because a lot of people you know, a lot of the draft gurus uh, on Twitter were saying, wow, 40-year starter, great numbers. You know, guy's going to – he's a second, third-round pick. And I remember speaking to one GM who said, come on. You know, th- there's a lot of Brett Rippins. You know, he's not going to be a, a second or third-round pick. He'll be lucky to get drafted. And it's, it wasn't a knock on Brett Rippin. It's just the reality of the traits and the attributes. Now, we've seen players with that kind of skill set, if they're in the right system and and – everything works you know they're on a team with a good run game really good receivers a strong defense all those factors that come into play all those variables that very often dictate success for quarterbacks because there are very few transcendent quarterbacks um can a player like that be an efficient starter perhaps but again i don't think denver is quite in that situation right now Let's move on to Sam Darnold, and we touched on him uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe just last week, and obviously you voiced some concerns there. I guess I got two questions on Darnold. You know, I thought, and I know he got hurt a little bit his rookie year, but I, I did a couple of his games late his rookie year. I came away really impressed by his spatial awareness, yep. his touch, his feel. Um, and I, I guess the question one would be, 
What did you see from him his first year and last year? You know, has he gotten worse, Greg? Has he just not improved? Or as a lot of people are asking now, have the Jets kind of ruined him, quote unquote, ruined him? Well, I, I, I'm not a believer in that particular narrative, uh, again, because I watched the tape. I think that Sam Darnold, and I think this was true even when he came out of, of USC, I think he's got a good arm. I think he's got good movement. Uh, I think he can make kind of awkward throws, um, but his lower body mechanics are poor. Very often, he does not step to his throws. That may be just the way he throws a ball. Maybe that's not fixable. Uh, he tends to leave the pocket too early. Now, he can do that and then make plays on the move, and that always gets people excited with any quarterback. Uh, when they make second reaction plays and make throws on the run, that, that usually makes highlight tapes, and it gets people all worked up. Uh, he does not execute basic concepts uh, with the consistency that's needed, uh, and, and that's very evident on tape. You see basic concepts that are probably taught in the ninth and 10th grade, and he struggles at times to execute those basic concepts. Those kinds of concepts need to be executed 100% of the time. Uh, I'm not there at the Jets. I'm not in the meeting rooms. Uh, Adam Gase has been coaching in the league for a long time. Their OC, Dowell Loggins, has been coaching in the league in a long time. They're not idiots. They know what they're doing. The Gase narrative has become a very easy one, Ross. It's and, and again, we're not there. I'm just telling you what the tape shows. To me, Darnold has a ways to go in terms of playing the position with the needed precision that's necessary to play at a consistent level on a week-to-week -week basis. Let me make one final point, and people can disagree with me. When I evaluate a quarterback, I'm not looking at his numbers. I'm not looking at the talent around him. I'm isolating the traits, attributes, and characteristics of the quarterback. The rest takes care of itself. Obviously, if you're throwing to three big-time receivers, your numbers will be better. But your specific play is still the same whether you're throwing to three great receivers or whether you're throwing to me and you. You know, I think you make an interesting point, Greg, because both against the Niners and the Colts, he had tremendous second reaction plays. You know, against San Francisco, he breaks the pocket. There's a couple of guys there. He's sprinting left, throws it back across his body to a receiver going right. Perfect touch right there. People put that on slow-mo, and they're like, right. wow. Well, and then even last week against the Colts, he I, I just was watching it on NFL Game Pass. He broke a couple different tackles bounced out of the pocket, was able to buy more time, and then found Berrios. Yep. And, you know, this is where and, – and, look, those are great plays. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, a Romo when he makes some of those plays. But it is interesting, Greg. If you just do what the game plan says, like a Drew Brees, it's almost like that's gotten boring and people will say, yeah, I mean, all he does is just think and dunk and that's all he can do anymore. Well, but if you can make one Darnold yeah. play a game, people will point to that play and say, see, this guy's really talented. This guy can do it. It's the coaches that aren't getting this out of him. Right. And and I know we wanted to get to other things, but let me make one, one final point just about the nature of quarterbacking. And I discussed this with coaches and former quarterbacks this summer uh, quite a bit because everybody was home. You could, in simplest terms, you could say there's two parts to quarterbacking. Part A is executing the play within structure. Okay. And, and that happens quite a bit in the NFL. The really good quarterbacks do that. Part B 
is the secondary action stuff. Now, there's a belief in the league now that you have to have some of Part B to be a good quarterback. But if you can't do Part A with consistency, then it's really hard to be a consistent quarterback. And I think that's where Darnold is right now. Speaking, by the way, Greg, of NFL Game Pass, that thing is a lifesaver for me to be able to watch the whole Broncos game last week, the whole Jets game last week, to be able to watch the coaching tape, watch some of these guys from the end zone copy. I've been talking about it a lot over the last few weeks because you can get a free trial. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today, and you get access to the same stuff that Greg is looking at there. Plus, they got the NFL Films Archive. So in the offseason especially, you can check out a lot of the stuff that Greg has worked on and produced over the years. Again, NFL.com slash Game Pass. It's a free trial. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. All right, Greg, got to get your thoughts on the Ravens and the Chiefs from Monday night. Yeah. Uh, we know the Chiefs have another big game against the Patriots on Sunday Ravens offense, what did you see? Well, this was a specific Steve Spagnola game plan. And I'll start by saying you can do this when you know that your offense is going to put up 30. Mahomes, we just talked about part A and part B. Mahomes can do part A and part B at the highest levels, uh, which is why he's Patrick Mahomes and why he's one of the few transcendent quarterbacks. But Steve Spagnola came out with a specific game plan, particularly on third down, but at other times throughout the game. He basically said, we're challenging the Ravens offense with press man coverage and pressure. And you know what? You're going to have to beat it. We're going to make the receivers have to win one-on-one. And we're going to force Jackson to make precise ball placement throws versus man coverage. Now, getting ahead certainly helped. They played 10 snaps of zero blitz in the game. That's unheard of in the NFL. They were aggressive the entire game. That was clearly the game plan approach. Now, the Ravens started the game running the ball. They had some success. Uh, They stayed with that even when they got behind 27-10, 27-13, because that's the Ravens' philosophy. The Ravens are an offense built on Lamar Jackson as a runner. Everything else works off that. So when they have to go to a drop-back passing game, that's what defenses want them to have to do, and they're not there yet as a true drop-back passing team. Uh, But Steve Spagnuolo had a great game plan, but he also knew his offense can score points. As for Mahomes, Greg, I mean, you've been doing this for 41 years. He's good, good, Ross. He's pretty good. I mean, 10 of 12 on third and five or more. Yeah. You talk about unheard of with the cover zero, Greg. That, I mean, and by the way, the Ravens have a good defense. 10 of 12, third and five or more. It wasn't the Ravens who played cover zero. Uh, But just getting back to Mahomes – um, yeah, you know, as I said, he's he's a guy who can execute the offense the way it's drawn up and designed, and then he can do all the other things, the part B, the second reaction. And when I say second reaction, it's not always running around. He has a great feel for sliding, for moving, for just navigating smaller spaces, and then the ability to make throws uh, without necessarily having his feet set. He does a lot of things you would never teach someone to do, but he's just a superior talent with his arm and the ability to make accurate throws without necessarily setting his feet. And again, you wouldn't teach that, and very few people can do that, but he's just an elite thrower of the football. The Bears play the Colts, Greg. And so I want to ask you about Nick Foles because I'm a little confused on this. When he is with an Andy Reid tree 
coach. Right. Seemingly, right? So Andy Reid himself, although I guess he had that good year with Chip Kelly. Um, Great with Doug year. Peterson and certainly Great. what he did against the Falcons with Matt Nagy. It seems like he plays very well. But then in St. Louis with the Rams last year with Jacksonville, I have a tough time figuring out Nick Foles. Well, I think with Nick, two things pretty much always stand out. He, he pretty much consistently knows where to go with the ball, and he's willing to turn it loose. Um, I think at his best, he plays with a good sense of timing and rhythm, and the ball comes out. Um, there's a lot of short passes normally with Nick Foles, uh, but he knows where to go, and he's seen a lot. I mean, to me, his two big throws last week where he actually hit uh, Ted Ginn for 29 yards on a fourth and six. It was against cover two. It was cover two was well-defined pre-snap. Ginn ran a sail route in the outside void. He hit his back foot through it with timing. You know, it was, it was a really good throw versus that coverage. And then, of course, the touchdown to Miller, that was the game winner, came against zero. Uh, and he made, you know, he, he saw it all the way. He got hit as he threw it, uh, but he could lay it out to Miller. There was no deep safety, so he could just lay it out. But with Foles, what you normally get is sort of consistency, the short ball. Uh, he's a sustainer for the most part, but he is willing to turn it loose when the coverage shows itself that you can turn it loose. So he's had success in the league. He's just he's not been able to show that over a long period of time. Sunday night football, it's the Eagles and the Niners. Actually, want to get your thoughts on both quarterbacks in this game. It's interesting that you talk about Nick Foles cutting it loose. Now, this is I'm not a quarterback guru, Greg. It felt like the first two games, Carson Wentz was forcing things a little bit. This last game, it almost felt like he was a little hesitant to cut it loose yeah. or pull the trigger at times. Did I see that correctly? Yeah, I mean, I think he's had some good, really good plays. The touchdown to Greg Ward was a great play by Wentz because it was a disguised late movement coverage, and he read it instantly and knew exactly where to go with the football. But I think at times Wentz is fighting it a little bit, Ross. You know, I think it's like a, a baseball player in a slump. You know, when you're in a slump, you could be facing the worst pitcher on the opposing team, and the ball still looks like a BB. You know, when you're hot – you could be facing the best pitcher and the ball looks like a beach ball. I think he's fighting it a little bit right now. I think he's not seeing things real clearly on a consistent basis. And that's causing him to play a little fast physically, uh, which makes him look tentative. Believe it or not, it's kind of an interesting dichotomy there. So when you play too fast physically, you're actually tentative. Um, and the result of that is you leave throws on the field. Uh, you're not, you don't turn it loose. And he's missed, obviously, some easy ones, and you just can't do that in the NFL. So, you know, he's just got to work through it. We know he can play at a high level. He, like I said, the touchdown to Ward was a high-level play in the context of a game in which he overall did not play well. As for Nick Mullins, you said earlier with Darnold, you know, you kind of separate the quarterback from the guys around him and all of that stuff. When you watch Nick Mullins, what do you see? I mean, is he a guy that could be a starter, or is he a guy – really benefiting from being with Kyle Shanahan? Um, I would say it's – my guess is it's probably closer to the second. Even when I watched Jimmy Garoppolo this summer at home and watched 350 dropbacks of Garoppolo, 
and I really like Jimmy G's talent. What really stood out to me was how well-schemed the 49er offense is and how it presents to find reads and throws for the quarterback. And I think that Mullins is executing a really well-schemed passing game. He turns it loose. He's not hesitant. He knows where to go with the ball based on their concepts, film study, the defense. So he understands all those things, Ross. And he, you rarely see Nick Mullins in the pocket holding the ball without any sense of where to go. Now, he's not a big-armed kid. He's not a physically imposing kid. But he's executing a really well-schemed offense that puts tremendous stress on defenses with all the motion they do. I think they led the NFL in motion snaps a year ago. My guess is they're right at the top of the league again this year. Um, all the things with jet motion, orbit reverses, those are not gimmicks for the 49ers. Those are part of their offense, and that really puts tremendous stress on the eye discipline of defensive players. Got to ask you about the Browns and the Cowboys. I think it's one of the biggest games of, of, of the week. I'm really excited about it. I'm a little surprised. And I talked about this on the Even Money podcast that the Cowboys are favored by as much as they are with the issues they're having defensively and on the offensive line. What intrigues you about the Browns and the Cowboys? Well, I think the Browns under uh, Stefanski have really become a very defined team, much like the Vikings a year ago when Stefanski was there, much like the Titans are now. They want to run the ball as their foundation. I think Baker Mayfield has had 50 or fewer pass attempts over the last two weeks. They run the ball really effectively with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. One thing that stood out watching tape is we think of Stefanski as a zone run game. They've really incorporated much more gap scheme with pulling guards this this season and it's been very very effective so they're a team that we know what they want to do the question is will they be able to do it in Dallas against a Dallas offense that obviously can put up yards and points uh there's always two schools of thought on how you play a team that's likely to score a lot. Do you stay with your offense and try to shorten the game and run the ball and hope you're successful doing that? Or do you feel, hey, we're going to have to score some, so you know what? Let's take our approach and build off it and try to hit some big plays. Uh, we don't know what Stefanski will do until they play the game, obviously. But that's what the Browns have become. They're, they're a defined profile offense. Talking with Greg Cosell here, wrapping things up on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Greg, Brian will be in Tampa for the Bucks and the Chargers. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see that Bucks defense go against Herbert. Yeah, I've liked what I've seen of Herbert. I didn't get a chance to study him in detail yet this week, but I saw some of it on TV, and obviously I watched his first game on tape. Um, he's a kid who turns it loose. He's a big, physically imposing uh, quarterback, really good athlete, really good arm. Uh, totally unafraid. You know, I think that you'll see him make a few bad throws. He threw the pick this week, as I recall. I saw it on TV. And, uh, you know, it was one of those where he just didn't see what was out in front of the receiver. You know, he probably focused solely on the receiver. And I believe it was his own concept. So he didn't, he just didn't see what was out in front that there was a defender sitting there. Those are the kinds of throws you learn as you play more and you understand different defensive concepts. Uh, but he's, to me, he's been impressive. Um, and he's. I think he'll just get better. Now, I also believe he'll have one of those three interception games because he does like to turn it loose. Uh, but I think he's been poised, composed, and for the most part, uh, I, I really like what I've seen through two games. You're always impressive. Check him out on Twitter, at Greg Cosell, the NFL Films guru. Thank you, Greg. All right, Ross. Appreciate it. Thanks. Greg Cosell. He's the man. 
Looking Natalie attired. I like that fleece that Greg was rocking today. Always, by the way, you can tell he's cleanly shaven. So am I today. Got the beard going. Thank you, Harry's, very much. New U.S. customers can redeem a trial offer of Harry's new sharper blades by going to harrys.com slash Ross Tucker. The sharpest shave ever, and they aren't raising prices. They've got that German factory that's been honing razor blades for 100 years. Plus, they confidently stand by the 100% quality guarantee. You guys know me. I like saving money. I like saving time. And you should give Harry's sharpest blades ever a try like I did. Harry's amazing offer. Listen to this. New U.S. customers can redeem a Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash Ross Tucker. You'll get a five-blade razor featuring their new sharper blades, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe. Lovely. I love aloe. And a travel cover to protect your blade when you're on the go. Just go to harrys.com slash Ross Tucker and redeem your trial offer today. Tucks Takes. Morning, Ross. We had one more player, Kamala Correa, test positive for COVID for the Titans. Still nothing, though, from the Vikings. It appears the Steelers and Titans game will be postponed to at least Monday night. Seems like uh, there's reports out there that the CBS crew was told Monday night. Mike Tomlin said they're preparing as if it'll be Monday night. I wonder how they do the timing there, Bri. I mean, I, I'd like for them – who's the other Monday night game? It's – um. I think it's the other Monday night game is Philly, San Francisco. No, that's Sunday night. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Atlanta, Green Bay, Atlanta, Green Bay. All right. So that's Midwest. All right. So you can't make that game that late. Nashville's Midwest too. So that makes that a little bit tougher. I just want them to stagger it a little bit, you know, Brian, like one at seven and one at nine. Hopefully they end up doing something like that. Uh, but I think it's a. I think it is a positive that there was only one more positive in Kamala Correa because when you have three players and five personnel, you know you don't know. It takes a day or two for sometimes in the people's system before it shows up positive. So you don't know if a bunch more guys are going to show up and that it's spread like wildfire. You don't know that. Um, I think they're going to wait and see how it goes today, another day of testing, and then maybe Friday. Uh, they would let the guys back in or Saturday, but they want to make sure that they know that nobody coming in to the facility has a positive. Speaking of player safety, NFLPA president J.C. Treader is pushing for all NFL stadiums to return to a grass field based on data that the NFLPA has gathered. So that's interesting uh, on a couple of different levels. So number one, Totally understand where he's coming from. I mean, they have a lot of data now that says that grass is the safest surface to play on. Natural gap, gap, natural grass, spit it out. Uh, not natural gas, natural grass is the safest to play on. But you know, Bri, it's a lot harder to maintain. When I was in New England, it was basically just painted mud and dirt because Belichick didn't want the groundskeeper to 
do anything with the field because he felt like it was a competitive advantage. So what happens is if you go natural grass everywhere, you're really going to not have consistent surfaces. So that might be a careful what you wish for a little bit by the NFLPA and JC Treader, at least with the, uh, you know, fake grass, you know, whatever they call it, field turf, right? At least that's consistent and you know you're getting a, a good surface in terms of competitive equality in the game. Whereas if it's natural grass, that might not be the case. Just something to keep in mind. Tucks takes. Other news includes Broncos signing defensive tackle Timmy Jernigan, the can- uh, Texans canceling the workout with Earl Thomas, and Raiders owner Mark Davis not happy with the pictures of Raiders players without masks on at a social event. So Jernigan is a very explosive player. He can make plays. He's just had back issues and injuries, and that's, teams have not been hanging on to him. Not a good sign, but the Broncos are kind of desperate for some interior pass rush there. The Texans canceling their old Thomas workout. Bill O'Brien said it had something to do with COVID. I don't know. I, I just I hope Earl Thomas is happy. He's not playing. He's not getting paid. You know, he's gonna try to file that grievance with the Ravens. Good luck. And then I, I I wouldn't be happy if I were Mark Davis either. Now they were at a charity event for Darren Waller. So I think that should be placed in the context. But okay, you want to go to the charity event? Okay, but you gotta wear your mask and you cannot be photographed with other people without your mask on. It's just a really bad look. And maybe that's being conservative, but you can't take those chances. Um, you could get fined. What if it happens and you guys miss a game? I mean, you get a lot of people's finances, a lot of people's career, a lot of people's health on the line. You just can't do it. I, I, you, just, you just cannot do it during the season. You cannot do anything like that. And it sounds like Derek Carr and the Raiders understand that now. Takes. All right, and finally, it's Thursday. That means there's a game tonight for Thursday Night Football. Broncos-Jets, you're going to be there. What do you think? Well, I think I, I might have said this earlier a little bit, but it really bothers me. I, I understand it's not the sexiest game on the slate. I get that. But I get personally offended when people talk about it like it's a meaningless game. Do you know how hard pro football is? And I'm not saying you should feel sympathy for I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a tough business. I mean, it, it you know, all of those guys already are in pain. They have ailments. And yes, they are playing for the money, but they're also playing for the reward of a victory. I mean... You've got hundreds of people all with a common goal every week. They're getting paid regardless. They want to accomplish the mission. They want the positive vibes that come from that victory. I was on an 0-5 team as a rookie, 0-4 team my fourth year in Buffalo, and you are so desperate, clawing for a victory because the facility, it's a miserable environment as an NFL player when you're not winning. So these teams are going to come out going crazy trying to get their first win of the season. I mean, these guys are going to be flying around. That's number one. Number two, Brett Rippon, I'm thrilled for him, man. I remember my first start at the RCA Dome 
like it was yesterday. 2002, starting at left guard, second year out of Princeton, Ross Tucker. I was in the tunnel behind the field goal post. When I ran out there, it was like, man, it was like all the time, everything I put in, like I was starting. I was starting an NFL game. It was special. I'm thrilled for Brett Rippon. Cannot wait for him to get this opportunity. I hope he kills it. I don't care at all who wins the game. I hope Brett Rippon has a night uh, so that he can feel like he made the most of his opportunity. Uh, ultimately, I don't know what to expect from him. I guess I think the Jets will win the game. I have no idea. As I said on the Even Money podcast, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole. This could be – either team could win by 15, 20 points. I don't think it'll be a low-scoring game. I do. I don't know, Bri, if I took the under on Even Money podcast or not. I do think it'll be a low-scoring game. That's about the only thing I feel good about. I'll say um, 20 to 17 Jets. I'm not even sure it gets there. I am sure, though – that you should help support local businesses, whether you're they're your corner store, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. Let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, Help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Not going to get to an email today, Bri. We're already at uh, 33 minutes. We try to keep it you know, between 30 and 35 minutes for you guys as much as possible um, because we know that's the average commute time, the average workout time. Plus, I still need to give shout-outs. Speaking of local businesses, by the way, Pizza Boy Brewing. I was there yesterday. picked up my daughters after school. We went to Pizza Boy Brewing, which is Owls of Hampton. I got a half ham, half plain pizza. I ate the ham. The girls ate the plain. I did have a Murrin River daddy soda. Delicious. That's probably my favorite from Pizza Boy. Shout outs as well to DynastyFreaks.com. That's our boy Justin Christopher. Sportaculture, which I'm a big fan of. SteakhouseSports.com. Very cool concept from Chris Aronchik. And Vision Comics with an X. Vision Comics. C-O-M-I-X. All local businesses, all listeners, to the podcast that we should support. Shop local with Visa to help support your community because where you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. Check out part two of the Fantasy Feast podcast with Joe Dolan. They have both posted already. He was on fire. He normally is. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.